Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you're listening to the Clear Money Program's online radio show, and we'll be interviewing an expert on those daily deals you get in your emails inbox. I'm your host, Helen Gibson, Community Relations Coordinator at Denver Community Credit Union. Denver Community is a not-for-profit financial cooperative serving the people of the city and county of Denver. If you're interested in joining our cooperative or learning more about our Clear Money program, please visit our website, denvercommunity.coop. That's denvercommunity.coop. So as promised, today our expert is Melanie Brooks. Melanie Brooks is the founder of Deal Karma, LLC, and they are a socially conscious daily deals website in Denver. We like to support our local businesses, and this is a great way to do it. She began her business uh, because she felt like she could do the collective buying, which is what those daily deal sites are, better and with a good cause in mind. So hello, Melanie. Hello, Helen. Thanks for having me on your show today. It's a pleasure, definitely. Uh, In my email out to the people that listen to the show about this show, I mistakenly called Deal Karma a nonprofit and kindly corrected me. Thank you. Can you tell us how Deal Karma is socially conscious and why you decided to enter into this collective buying business? Sure. Um, So DealKarma.org is a daily deal website. We're based in Denver. And we work with local merchants to offer 50 to 80% off retail prices on dining, spas, activities, things that you see on other daily deal websites. And because we really believe that business can and should enhance community, we differentiate ourselves by donating between 10 and 50% of our profits to local charities. So people can sign up to receive our offers in their inbox. And if they do sign up right now, they're entered to win an iPod Touch or $150 for their favorite charity. Oh, Awesome. In, in answer, yeah, in answer to why I got into collective buying, um, there are a few reasons. I've worked in education and nonprofits my entire life. Um, and in those professions, we're always trying to find effective ways to include the business community in our mission. And at the same time, I was also watching this daily deal phenomenon, also called group buying or collective buying, really take off. Um, the industry pioneers were making a huge profit, but giving back little, if any, to the communities in which they operated. So I said, you know, I think I can do that while simultaneously benefiting the causes that I believe in. So I started Deal Karma. Oh, that's it's really cool to see someone watching the business community and someone local. I always like to support Denver since you know, our credit union is all about Denver, doing that and seeing that. I, and I do also feel like collective buying is everywhere. I think I get three emails at least into my email box uh, every day. Is there? It seems like it just popped up out of nowhere. Do you? Can you share any of the history behind it? Sure. Um, daily deal websites are a relatively new phenomenon, and they are wildly popular. There are hundreds of sites out there, and more every day. But the idea of collective buying or buying clubs, as you may have heard in the past, is not a new concept. However, taking the offers online, making them time limited and really targeting local service-based businesses is new. So just around the turn of the millennium, um, Mercata, which was a group buying website backed by the venture capital firm of Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen, it was one of the first companies to try online group buying. So they focused on getting purchasers to band together, to negotiate lower rates for goods. But according to CNOT.com, 
they weren't really able to capture the savings they had hoped for, and they actually closed their doors in 2001. But this sort of, I think, opened the door for the next phase, and um, enter thepoints.com in 2007. Um, it's a crowdsourcing platform to encourage people to take collective action for things they care about. Like um, the idea is that people's identities remain anonymous, and the funding that they donate won't be tapped into until a campaign reaches what's called a tipping point. So there were some failed attempts at collective action, including the idea of building a dome over Chicago. <laughs> but one in particular succeeded, and that was a group of about 80 people negotiating a discounted rate for um, subscriptions to The Economist. And oh. Andrew Mason, yeah, the founder of ThePoint.com, took that lesson to heart, and he spun off Groupon in November of 2008. And now, four years later, is engaged in talks with banks uh, with an IPO worth about $25 billion. Wow. So it's really taken off in the last, well, 2008, three years? Yeah, yep, less than four years. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And the whole the whole concept behind it is that if we can get enough people, we can negotiate a discount rate, kind of like you can, when you belong to a company, get a discount rate on health insurance by being part of that group. Is exactly. that the basic idea? That's exactly what it is. So banding people together to negotiate lower rates. Uh-oh. My Someone foster dog is barking. <laughs> He's very excited. Yes. <laughs> so these seem like such a good deal. I know I get them in my box. Like even yesterday, one sent one out for the American Red Cross, the match funds uh, for Japan. Uh, there's, They're just everywhere. So they look so good. Is it a too-good-to-be-true type of situation? Should I be concerned? Uh, what advice do you have for the consumer? Sure. Well, there are a few things um, that I say that people should look for before purchasing. One is to read the fine print. Now, I know that sounds really basic, <laughs> but a lot of people get excited about the deal, and they don't read the fine print, and they end up getting something that they can't or won't use. So I myself bought a daily deal for I think it was $300 worth of spa services because mm-hmm. I love massages. And I was planning on getting three awesome massages. And it turns out um, the fine print stipulated that I had to use three different services. And I really wasn't interested in the other ones. So I ended mm-hmm. up spending that and only getting one one um, massage out of it. So read the fine print before you buy. Um, the other one is check the expiration date and put it into your organizer immediately. So between 20 and 40% of daily deal coupons or vouchers, they go unused because they expire. So I print mine out. I put them in a tickler file in order of expiration, and then I put it on my Google Calendar to remind me. And I think the last thing I would do is take a few minutes to check out the business um, website, the online reviews, and the location before you buy. Um, There was a massage offered in Denver, um, for which the spa hired an unlicensed massage therapist. Um, they put her in a room, and they made her work on voucher clients only all day. So oh. obviously, yeah, this, this only takes place in a minority of the cases, but it really helps us remember to do our due diligence before we buy. Reputable deal sites really won't do something like that because they do do the background checking. But, you know, check out um, Yelp, you know, check out Google Places, see what people are saying about them. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I know that especially the uh, expiration date is something I need to watch. I have this great deal for wine. I love wine. And when that Uh comes through, I got it. But I know it expires in April, and I haven't gotten there yet. Uh (laughs) And I keep thinking to myself, okay, is this the weekend I'm going to make it? Is this the weekend? And it's not even far from my house. I just, you know, you get busy and... Yeah, I have it actually on my refrigerator. Stuck on there. One last thing you can do is some of the sites offer really good return policies, and there are some laws around that about getting at least your purchase price back. So that might be a way if it does expire, or um, if you just know you won't use it. There are places online that you can sell. There's a secondary market actually for coupons. So like lifeesta.com or dealsgoround.com. So check those out. Oh, I did not realize that. That's really great information, especially if you're like, oh, yeah, I was going to do that, and now I'm not. Because <laughs> you did that impulse buy. Because I really do thrive on that impulse, like, because you only have the one day to purchase it. Right. right? That's the psychology behind it. Yeah. <laughs> and it works. I think that yeah. the business wouldn't have boomed if it isn't working. So this is great advice for the consumer. As a business, I know you're a a business owner and you're looking at launching your own site, uh, but you've probably done a lot of research about how business owners have used these uh, collective buying sites. What advice do you have for a small business owner? Sure. So first of all, kind of some of the benefits. Um, Daily deal sites expose customers to brands and to businesses they might not otherwise know about, and the merchant's only real cost is providing a discounted service to customers who actually walk through their door. So in the worst-case scenarios, a daily deal is offered and nobody buys it. But unlike more traditional forms of advertising, like the yellow pages or newspapers that can be really expensive, the merchant has absolutely no cost for offering the deal that doesn't sell. And they get some branding, you know, increase their name recognition. Now if the deal does sell, the merchant gets immediate cash flow in the form of checks from the daily deal site, the normal split is about 50-50. And what's, I think, really effective is that the results are 100% trackable. So the merchant gets a list of voucher numbers and can track who redeems the voucher, how much of an upsell there was, and if the customer returned. So it's a really low-cost and low-risk way to get exposure to a new market segment, acquire customers, and increase cash flow. But I have seen it go badly for businesses, too. Okay, so what happened? Well, um, the first piece of advice I would give businesses is to set an upward limit on deals sold and stick to it. Um, According to Bloomberg Business Week, a San Francisco bakery was bombarded with about 72,000 cupcake orders after they offered a daily deal. Okay, 72,000? Yeah. Uh And And they were probably asked to produce them pretty quickly. Oh, they were. And the the bakers were frazzled. They couldn't keep up. And some customers got angry. So that's Mm -hmm. not good. It so, kind of a uh, you got the brand out there and you ruined it. Yeah, right. Yeah, better if you don't offer a deal. So know your limits and make sure that you can specify that with the daily deal site. Um, the second piece of advice is to keep your employees happy. This is good business advice always, but it's really interesting because there was a study at Rice University, and they gathered data points on 150 businesses that had offered a daily deal, like information about price duration of offer, employee satisfaction, repeat business, upsell success, all that to determine what factors made offering a daily deal profitable. And guess what the number one driver of profitability was? 
Oh, so it was employee satisfaction. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. That and is so, not what I would have expected. That's I know, and that's not what they expected either. Um, but that's what it turns out. So I think it's really important to let your staff know what the goal of the marketing effort is, um, how it's going to benefit the business, and really how it's going to benefit them so they're going in with open eyes. I would imagine if you are something like a restaurant um, or some sort of situation where you have staff that depends on tips, like you talked about the massage therapist, that Mm -hmm. some indication and support for them, because sometimes people don't tip on the deal as they would on the service, would be important. Right. Yeah, and hopefully the consumers do know they should tip on the full price, but but the reality is that they might may not, and so there may be some you know new customers and new ways of doing things, and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm sorry. One more thing, if we have time. Oh, we have plenty of time. Okay, is to I think that businesses should really verify that the deal site's going to add to their branding. Um, so some of the really big sites are very good. They have huge email lists and they're good at building those, but maybe their writing tone or style or corporate identity doesn't fit the business. Um, One of the big deal sites generated a lot of bad PR. Um, First they had like a Super Bowl ad debacle and then an FTD price scandal. And so some people kind of questioned their corporate values. Mm -hmm. And um, so you want to really, I think, find a deal site that shares values and kind of will let you maybe create your ad with your tone. Um, mm-hmm. And if you support a charity, see if that daily deal site will give back to a charity that you can that you can designate. And I know you said that Deal Karma is doing that. Are there any other ones that are doing that? There are. There are. There's the ones I know of in Denver um, are LuckyDeals.com and Zowzy. They have designated charities and they give um, a flat 10%. Um, so I think yeah, those are really good things. To, to go for. And definitely, especially if especially if it fits your brand. I know that at Denver Community Credit Union we try really try to reach out to uh the charities that also want to provide financial opportunity the way we do and that's the ones we want to support and it builds up who we are and maybe as a small business owner we don't always think about the whole public's relationship to our uh mm-hmm. organization and I think that could be very important. So you were talking about the tone, are you talking about what's written or pictures or what about? Yeah, can you usually, be, yeah usually it's what's written. If you kind of go onto some of the big sites, I think Groupon kind of pioneered, they have a tongue-in-cheek sort of tone, and the, mm-hmm. some of the other clones sort of copied that. And they're really kind of good, and they're catchy, and they're good at what they do, but it's not a tone that fits every business, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and. People, the business owners, when they go with the big sites, they don't have control over that. They have Groupon or those big ones. They have writers and editors in-house who do it, and they say, this is your ad. You know, Mm -hmm. we're listening in. So um, if that works for you, then they're very good at it. But if not, there are other options. Okay. And other options would be different daily deal sites is what you're saying? Yeah. And usually the smaller ones also might have more of a market segment that you want to target. Um, Mm. And they also will let you have a little more editorial control in general. So are these usually uh, locally based? I know that some of the ones you mentioned are more specific for Denver. Are they usually national? Or is there no usually? Is it kind of like asking, is that store national? I think if you look at just the numbers of subscribers, so the ones that have the most subscribers and that sell the most deals, they are national and, in fact, international now. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. 
Um, but th- there are smaller ones that are local um, in most big cities, and, and they're just popping up every day. So it's really interesting to see where this industry is going to be going in the next couple of years. Definitely. And do you know if I was in Denver, which I am, uh <laughs> Would there be one place to look for these, or like if I wanted to only belong to the local Denver ones, or I wanted to make sure I was at least signed up for all the ones that are for Denver, is there a listing of them anywhere, or do I kind of just need to be resourceful? You know, there are listings, but I don't know of any definitive listings. Um, There are some aggregator sites where they'll aggregate all the deals that they can find in Denver, or the deal sites will pay them to list their deals, but they don't have everyone. There are some blogs that list them, but, but as far as I know, there's not just one place where they're, they all, but, you know, Google, Daily Deal, Sites, Denver, things like that. And you should come up with some yeah. information as far as that goes. Yeah, okay. or group buying or collective buying are two words, too, that are... Oh, collective know. buying. Yeah, I usually think of it as, I well, I just think of Daily Deals just because I think that something's been branded in my head like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what most consumers think of, too. So, Well, it sounds like there's a lot of competition out there, and you've entered into the phrase, so to speak, for this. What makes you confident about Deal Karma specifically? What differentiates Deal Karma from all of these uh, other companies that do the same thing? That's a great question. Um, I think one is kind of the revenue structure and the way that we um, support nonprofits. So, we always give at least 10% of our profit to nonprofits, but with the more deals we sell, we'll give up to 50%. So um, it's so we'll end up giving a lot if we sell stuff. So I think that's kind of people who are interested in supporting their community might come to us first and say, hey, you know what, there's a reason that I want to buy with them. Um, also, we let the – I think no other deal sites do this that I know of, although they, there may be ones I don't know of, but we let the merchant choose the nonprofit that they want to give back to. I mean, we do have some um, parameters, like no religious nonprofits, no political ones. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, vendors can choose, like one that I'm working with right now, his daughter um, has arthritis. And so mm-hmm. he and his wife said, you know, we really want to support the Arthritis Foundation. I said, great, we can do that. And so so I think it gives uh, people a little more exposure to businesses that have a stake in the community, and it gives, gives businesses more say over where, and it's our profit, not theirs they still get the split is going. And we also get a better split than Groupon or Living Social or any of those. <laughs> not, not to toot your own horn, but, yeah. It's yeah, good to know. To my own horn, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good to know. And they have their own strengths, too. I mean, like you said, they're more national, so they're going to have maybe a national or international reach, whereas you're localized in Denver. So yeah. you're going to have that reach. So if I was from a nonprofit and I was interested in forming a relationship with you as far as being offered as a possibility for businesses, where would I go to do that? Would I just contact you? Yeah, yeah. So there's a contact us on the website, and we do have some special partners like the Dumb Friends League and Food Bank of Colorado. And what they've done is they've said, you know, if your vendor picks us, um, to give the profits to on that day, the donation, then we're going to go ahead and we're going to help market you on that day through Twitter or Facebook. So there's some incentive there for if the merchant does not have a favorite charity to pick them. So, yeah, if they want to contact me, um, I'd be happy to chat with them. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, 
it's your reach is not limited to whatever your email list because you're working with that nonprofit to yep. encourage really the benefit to the nonprofit. Yeah. I understand socially conscious. <laughs> You're looking at giving back to local communities. That's really cool. Is there anything else you think you should share about Deal Karma that people haven't listened or not listened, everyone's listening, but people haven't heard yet about it? Um, I think one like one more thing I guess we're looking at doing beta is uh, we're thinking about offering micro-volunteering opportunities. Um, it would be free for everybody, just like another service we'd offer where people could log in and say, hey, the Dumb Friends League needs this online thing done that will take 30 minutes. I can do that. You know, So I'm kind of curious to know if people would have any interest in that. So I'd love some feedback or feedback about the website or the business model or anything. Mm-hmm. Send it my way. And if they have questions about starting a business, you'd probably be a good person to ask too. Sure, I can tell them what not to do, some of the to-dos, and yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. uh, can you say what your website is again, just in case people sure. didn't hear it? It is org. so it's D-E-A-L-K-A-R-M-A.org. And you're a local Denver company. Uh, I think that's all our questions for you. And, and anything else for me? I know I asked you already. I think we're just really excited about pioneering ways in which business can truly benefit the larger community, and we really welcome everybody's feedback. So come check out our website and contact me. Excellent. Well, thank you for taking your time today to do this show with us, and I hope people uh, enjoy it. I know I learned something, and that's always my favorite part about doing these. So thank you for your time. Thanks for your time. Have a great day. (laughs) You too, Melanie. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. So this has been a show for Blog Talk Radio, Clear Money Program at Denver Community Credit Union. We'd like to thank you for listening and let you know that we have a lot of shows archived if you have the time to listen to them. One's on credit. Uh, We had one yesterday on couples and cash. And they're all fun and easy to listen to at any time. Uh, You can download them to iTunes, too, if you'd like to listen to them uh, later. We also provide a complete suite of products, including financial coaching. Uh, For members, it's free. For non-members, the first one's free. Please visit our website at denvercommunity.coop, so it's denvercommunity.coop, to learn more. Thank you. Bye.